Transitions, a good omen spot fic, written and read by Jeff. Crowley hated being late. He was, of course, a big fan of being fashionably late, and he always knew the best time to arrive at a party to be the center of attention. But genuinely being late? Simply because his boss wouldn't stop piling on heaps of paperwork? Or because he couldn't find a proper parking spot for his beloved Bentley? Definitely not the good kind, and especially so when he was meeting Anathema, who had absolutely no tolerance at all for any kind of tardiness, fashionable or otherwise. I'm sorry, Anathema, he blurted once he arrived in their favorite cafe. Then any further words completely eluded him, as he realized far too late that his best friend wasn't alone. In his haste, he hadn't been aware of the stranger currently occupying the third chair at their usual table and chatting with Anathema before he had so rudely interrupted them with his arrival. The stranger had a beaming smile, and the most ridiculously fluffy-looking blonde hair Crowley had ever seen, and now that he was looking, he had trouble being aware of anything else. Sudden attraction to the vision in front of him practically slithered up his spine, with the most unexpected intensity he had ever experienced. He blinked and stared stupefied, while the other man's smile slowly faded into light nervousness and finally into a frown. Gods above and below, even the soft frown line above his scrunched nose looked adorable. Crowley was vaguely aware that he probably should say something, but all he could manage was... Through his haze, he heard Anathema snort next to him, and he would have rolled his eyes to communicate his annoyance if she had been able to see it behind his sunglasses. Ezra, this is Anthony J. Crowley, overall human disaster in dark sunglasses, but otherwise the best friend I could ever have asked for. Anathema's eyes actually twinkled with mischief as she continued her impromptu introductions. Crowley, this is Ezra Fell. He's the guy I met at the library the other day. Crowley nodded dumbly, while Ezra offered a handshake and greeting. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Crowley. Heaven and hell. Even his handshake was insanely pleasant. All warm and soft and lovely. Just Crowley is fine, Crowley blurted, then felt his face heat up before adding, Mr. Crowley just makes me feel old, and nobody uses Anthony anyway. Anathema giggled, unless we want to tease you, of course. Crowley shot her a withering glare over the rim of his sunglasses. 
but as soon as he turned back to look at Ezra again, his annoyance was instantly forgotten. All three of them lapsed back into silence until Anathema added smugly, I guess I'd better leave you two alone then. Looks like you'll get along just fine. Both men broke eye contact to whip their heads around to stare at her. Anathema, I apologize. I didn't mean to intrude. Ezra started, but Anathema was already waving him off. I had a feeling you two should meet anyway. Now, don't waste your chance, boys. It might be worth it. She had the audacity to wink at them. Crowley would have given her a piece of his mind about what he truly thought of matchmaking meddling pests who disguised themselves as best friends if only he were able to think about anything else but the men in front of him. She kissed each of them on the cheek and was gone within half a minute, departing with an outrageously smug smile on her face. Ezra scrunched his nose even more in dismay and started wringing his hands in obvious nervousness. He was avoiding Crowley's gaze now, his eyes starting around to settle on anything but him. I guess I should leave as well. I... Stay! Crowley yelped, fucking finally forming another sensible word. He would have felt proud of himself if it wasn't so pathetic. Their eyes locked again, and Ezra blinked in surprise. Crowley had every intention of suavely introducing himself, slinking gracefully into his chair opposite the man, or at least asking what he'd like to drink so he could order for them both. What his mouth decided to do instead was blurt something else entirely. You look like an angel. The other man's eyes widened in shock, and Crowley internally face-palmed at his own idiocy. But to his surprise, the shock gave way to a soft, hesitant smile and the man gave something of a happy wiggle in his seat. You think so? Crowley nodded, maybe a little bit too enthusiastically, but he was beyond caring at this stage, and just grateful that he hadn't completely fucked the surprise meeting up. Yet. For a moment, the frown returned. Is that a good thing, or? Bad thing, Ezra asked hesitantly. Very good. Another happy wriggle and a gesture to the empty chair in front of him. In this case, our dear Anathema may be right, and we should have a little chat, I think. Please take a seat. Crowley hesitated. Shall I get us something to drink first? Huh. A full sentence, and even in context. Maybe there was still a small chance he would leave this unexpected meeting with his dignity intact. Oh, another hot cocoa would be lovely, Ezra gushed excitedly. I work in the archive across the street, 
and I just dropped in for my usual hot cocoa for lunch when I spotted Anathema and decided to say hello. Crowley groaned and rubbed his temple. She set us up, didn't she? The angel gave him a speculative look. What makes you say that? It could be a coincidence. She insisted we move our usual meeting to this specific time and place. She's been talking for weeks about a special somebody she wanted me to meet. And you assume she was talking about me? Ezra concluded. What makes you think so? Just look at you, Crowley spluttered indignantly. If he'd had the ability to magically disappear on the spot, he certainly would have to spare himself any further embarrassment. Thankfully, the angel once again looked amused rather than annoyed. So me looking like an angel meets with your approval then? Crowley thanked every deity he'd ever heard of for the fact that he averted the duh, his mouth was forming, and managed a definitely instead. Another huge grin bloomed on Ezra's lips before turning into a shy smile. He cleared his throat nervously. Well, I must say, you do possess quite devilishly handsome looks as well. Warmth flowed from the tips of Crowley's ears to his cheeks, finally settling on his neck. It felt like centuries since he'd plushed this deeply at a single flirtatious line. He was soaking up the pleasure of it when reality suddenly reared its ugly head, and, with it, all the reasons he'd given up flirting in the past few years. It was seldom worth the bother. He tensed up involuntarily, but before he could speak up to address any of the reasons why flirting with him might be a terrible idea, he saw the angel's eyes cloud over. Ezra gnawed on his bottom lip, his white teeth a delicious distraction from Crowley's sudden crisis. He was avoiding his gaze again. Do you think? I mean, is it possible that... He sighed and looked so dejected that Crowley reacted instinctively. He grabbed Ezra's hands before he could start wringing them again, causing the angel to look up in surprise. He was afraid that he had overstepped, but when he tried to pull back, Ezra's hands clapped his firmly. Somehow he gathered enough strength from the contact to say what was bothering him. Do you think it's possible that Anathema had other reasons for wanting us to meet than just us clearly being each other's type? The angel was obviously hinting at something, but Crowley had not the faintest idea what. Unless it would be an extremely wild guess, but, well, since he had to address it anyhow, I 
It was Crony's turn to clear his throat nervously. <clears throat> I do appreciate a male-presenting partner, but my preference for what I find beneath the clothing is optional. I'm a bit of a surprise package myself. Ezra's mouth opened in a perfectly round O of what seemed complete and utter shock. This time, when Crowley pulled his hands back to give them both space, Ezra let him succeed. Crowley was ready to apologize and leave, when Ezra seized his hands again, in what seemed sudden panic. No! he blurted, high-pitched and so loud that a few heads turned in their direction. He swallowed quickly and continued, more softly but equally urgently. Please don't leave. Take a seat. I was just surprised. He took what looked like a steadying breath, but seemed relieved when Crowley sat down at his urging. I just... I simply couldn't believe this was happening. I mean, what are the chances I'd meet someone who'd not only return my attraction, but who'd actually understand? Another deep breath. <sighs> Who wouldn't know what it feels like? Relief spread through Crowley like a tidal wave, and he relaxed into a seat, perfectly aware that he must be sporting the sappiest look that had ever dared grace his features. Must be a miracle, Angel. The End